We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. One hour from now, we'll talk to Ben Brown for Pro Football Focus on the Eagles, the uh, path and possibility of an undefeated season, and how much do we worry about this run defense and this uh, this tackling issue they have where they're getting beat. Uh, I mean, Damian Pierce ran right through them, and it's, it seems like week after week they're not stopping the run at even a decent level. How big of a deal is it? And and really, Jalen Hurts as the MVP of the league right now. It's it's not just a crazy thing. It's, it's actually quite possible. Jalen Hurts right there with Patrick Mahomes, right there with Josh Allen, who has some sort of an injury we'll find out more about. So the possibility of Hurts winning the MVP of the league. We'll talk to Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, one hour from right now. Um, and we're going to talk to all you guys. 215-592-9494 on where the emotion is right now a couple days later. I'm more in the camp of, of pride for the team, what they accomplished. Um, really an un- incredible run. And I don't believe they were the better team in the World Series. I, I think if you walk away, you feel like you're the better team, it's worse. And not that a loss is good either way, especially when it went to six. I mean, if they got swept... It's it's like oh man they weren't even on the field with them they they were they had a chance Astros to win. hadn't lost until they played the Phillies right the, the Phillies had a chance to win the World Series but I don't walk away saying they should have won the World Series I, they were fighting an uphill battle despite being up to one that's how good the Astros were and man when you get shut down to the level they did you know end of game three to game four to game five to game six that's not fluky I don't think they choked I just think the Astros pitching was historically good and it got them at the end. And I do believe too much blame is being levied upon Rob Thompson. 215-592-9494. When you call in, give us your favorite moment. Other than the Harper home run, it's everyone's favorite moment. Game five against the Padres. Other than that, your favorite moment, and we'll play some of the best ones for you. But, Tucker, we have we have short stops to talk about because the Phillies are likely going to bid on these guys. Uh, or at least one, if not more than one, to try to land one. It, it just it makes sense when you think about their their roster right now that they would try to upgrade the team would have one meaningful player this offseason. They have about $60 million coming off the books. Segura, they declined the option of $17 million. They have money to spend to add another star player in here. And shortstop feels like the most likely area. Bryce's stock could easily go play second base. 
and you could add a, sh- a star shortstop in. So there's four big ones. There's four big ones that I think will all generate at least $20 million per season, maybe two of them, over $30 million per season on the open market. Here's how I'd rank them. Number one, I'd have Trey Turner atop the list. I think Trey Turner's the, the best player, the best fit. Um, he brings something to the table that they don't have, which is speed. He's a good defensive player. And his hitting ability, I mean, he's a, he's a batting title kind of guy. I mean, 315, I mean, 320. I mean, he can hit at a really high level, and he's played at a high level for a while now. It's not just like you know, he didn't have just have a career year. This guy's been a really good player for a long time. Trey Turner is my number one guy, and I think he fit perfectly in that two spot in between Schwarber and Harper because I do think ultimately that they're going to keep Schwarber and Harper one and three or whatever. Like If you put him at two and you drop, assuming they keep Reese Hoskins, you drop Reese down the lineup a little bit to, more towards the middle, that would make the lineup. Like Imagine if they went Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Real Muto, Hoskins. Like that makes the lineup just better and deeper. So Trey Turner is my number one. Number two, I'd have Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is really, really good. He left the Astros, went to the Twins, uh, signed a three-year deal with an opt-out. Obviously, he's opting out, and he had another excellent year. All he's done when healthy, and that is the only caveat with him is health. He's had back issues in the past. Pretty healthy this year, though. The thing I like about him is he's the youngest, 28 years old. He's probably the best defensive player, and I could see when he ages off a shortstop, him being a really excellent third baseman as well. I I think he'll age well defensively because he can go to third when he because he has a great arm when he's not playing short anymore. Big time hitter, you can hit him anywhere. You you convince me he's the four hitter to protect Bryce Harper. He's the three hitter in front of Harper. He's the two. I mean, whatever. He he could go anywhere near the top. Correa be my number two, and he's won a lot, obviously, with those Astros teams. So Turner one, Correa two. I go Xander Bogarts three, maybe the best pure hitter, like singles, doubles, a ton of extra base hits. Uh, I don't think he's a great defensive shortstop, but could probably go to second or third if he needs to down the line. And Dabrowski had him in Boston, and he's probably the most consistent of these players. Like every year, it's like 290, 300, 290, 300, 30 doubles, 40 doubles, really good player. Dabrowski had him in Boston. I wouldn't be surprised he wants to bring him here, but he's a little older. He's 30 already compared to those other guys, 29, 28, Bogart's 30. And then I go Dansby Swanson fourth, and I, it's not a knock on Swanson. He's good. I respect him, what he's become with the Braves. I just think he's a little bit below these other guys. Like, it feels like Turner, Correa, and Bogarts are stars. You know, they, they're like on the cusp of superstar, and Dansby's really good, Like, and he could be an all-star, but I'd put him fourth. So I go Turner, Correa, Bogarts, Swanson. Tucker, what do you think? I think I would agree with that list, and it's interesting because they all have different fits, and I think depending on if they get one or if they they strike out, it really sets the tone for what they do the the rest of the offseason, right? If you get someone like Carlos Correa, who probably has the most power uh, of that group, he he gets 20, 25 home runs a year. If you're getting 20, 25 home runs a year from your shortstop, you can get away having Alec Bowen play first base, right? right? Like, you're, you're getting... Power at a, a power shortened position, you can get away having a first baseman that only hits 15 or 20 home runs max. And if, if you get someone like Trey Turner, that affects your defense a lot differently. I, I just, I, I agree. I think Trey Turner is probably the best fit, the best option. But I also look at what Xander Bogarts has done and just his consistency and very consistent. Isn't that something this team's missed offensively? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that's just been built around streaky hitters and really has been since Bryce Harper got here, since Reese Hoskins got here. I mean, I want a guy like Xander Bogarts who's had an OPS plus over 130 like each of the last five years. Give me him, put him you know, one or two in the lineup, and you know every day he's going to put together consistent at-bats. He's going to hit 40 doubles a year, and he's going to be somebody that you can count on on a day-in, day-out basis, which you can't really say for most of the other guys in that lineup. No, yeah, Bogarts is probably the most consistent hitter. I mean, he's hit 300 or better in four, three of the last five years, and the times he didn't was 295 and 288. Like, the guy's really good. Had a three the um when he first got to Boston in twenty fifteen, like his first real or second full year at three twenty. He's a really good hitter. Um I, I I would not be upset at any of these guys. Like any of them would make this team a lot better. We've seen Swanson as a winner and a really good player, good defense player with the Braves. Turner one for me, Correa two, Bogarts three, uh Swanson four. If I would say there's a, a gap between any of the levels, I would say there's probably a gap after one, two, three, then Swanson's like a different level. I think he's good, but these other guys are are really good, and I think there's a really good chance they land one of these guys. I I, I think they're going to go after them. It just feels like a perfect storm, doesn't it? They they have money to spend once again because of the the financial situation they've put themselves in, and there's a lot of shortstops available. And, and you look at this team and where they've spent. They haven't spent at shortstop yet, and if you want to improve this defense up the middle, adding someone like Trey Turner or, or Carlos Correa or even Sander Bogarts, I think would be an upgrade over what they've been trotting out at shortstop. That would be huge for this team. This is a team that, that's really been weak defensively up the middle, and if you add one of these guys and you have Brandon Marsh in center field for the entire season, that could become a strength for this team. It could be. Yeah, 215-592-9494 gets you aboard. Frustration or pride? What are you feeling 72 or so hours after the Phillies lose the World Series to the Astros? What's the strongest feeling right now? And give us your favorite moment here of the postseason other than the Harper home run. We'll play it for you. When you call in, Brian is in Norristown. Hey, Brian. Joe Gilio, how are you guys? Good, Brian. What's up, buddy? Well, first of all, Rob Thompson had a one hell of a year, and I, he's a very good coach. But there was several mistakes in his uh, evaluation on the team. Which one? Like, which ones? What are you thinking? Well, first of all, Wheeler should have been left in there, only giving up one hit. He should have been. He should have finished up the inning. That that that, that should have. That was a mistake on his behalf. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it went it went bad, Brian. Uh, certainly, it turned out to be a disaster for him. But I, I don't look at it. That's the reason why they lost the World Series. I, I mean, that they only scored one run in the game. That that's that strikes me more. But I'll tell you what, my main one that will that'll come third. Number two, Harper should have been in the three hole. Uh, of, also should have been taken out of the three, put yeah. him at four. But my number one move, or my number one mistake, I believe he made is. The right fielder's name, which I'm drawing a blank now. Castellanos. Just, Castellanos. Castellanos. He should have never been in the five hole. None whatsoever. Did nothing all year. Why he was in the five hole? You could have brought one of the kids up from the bottom of the uh, 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 bottoms uh, of the team and put. Uh, he should have been lower down. I don't know why he stayed in the five hole from week one of the playoffs and did absolutely nothing. He made several catches. You know, some big catches shouldn't have been bad at fifth. Oh, Brian, that well, you know what? Here's what he did. He st- that lineup he kept it the same, right? The top six he had the same every single playoff game. You know, and he didn't want to change it, and he wanted to stick with his guys. But Castellanos was awful. I mean, he was absolutely awful for them. 
But you, would you have kept him in the five hole? No, I no. I, I would have put Boehm up there. I would have moved Boehm up. Uh, exactly. Now, my favorite uh, moment, which is it's, it's got to be the best one I, I've seen this year, and that is Kyle Schober's 488 yard bomb. Uh, Brian, that is a great one. The Schwarber home run against the Padres, the U off of you Darvish. He hit that ball to the moon. Brian, we appreciate the phone call. That home run that Schwarber hit against the Padres, yeah, that was the the Padre home run he hit in game one out there, the game that Wheeler pitched that they won. That was an absolute moonshot. Let's listen to that one. Schwarber against Darvish. Darvish kicks and deals. Swung on it. Hit. Wow. Deep to right field. Titanic shot into the second deck. Wow. The Phillies take a 2-0 lead. Kyle Schwarber signals to the bullpen as he gets to second base. That was as long a home run as you're going to see here at Petco Park. Well, it's as long as a home run you're going to see anywhere, T-Mac. I mean, 488 was a monster shot, and that wasn't against some bad pitch. That's against you, Darvish. Yes, that was a big-time home run by Kyle Schwarber. How many home runs did Schwarber have this postseason? He started off, I think, like one for 20 in the postseason. But by the end, Kyle Schwarber had himself a lot of home runs. I mean, yeah, I mean that really broke out for him, right? Because he was yeah. terrible in, in the wild card and in the, the NLDS against, against Atlanta. I'm trying to look now. I mean, he, we know he hit the home run in game four, uh, game five against Verlander. So he finished with six home runs, in the three in the season. NLCS, three in the World Series. Wow. Um, you know what's kind of interesting about Kyle Schwarber? Because uh, I was thinking before the series about the players and or, and or coaches, managers in the World Series that would eventually be in the Hall of Fame. And you can kind of reel off like Verlander, um, Dusty Baker is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Bryce Harper is going to be in the Hall of Fame. And I thought about Kyle Schwarber. I don't know if he'll ever have overwhelming numbers. I'm not sure how long he'll play. He'll probably get 400-ish home runs based on the 200-ish he has now. And, you know, his numbers won't be great. He won't have a great war because, he does, you know, he only does hit home runs. But I do wonder if he's going to be a unique Hall of Fame case. You know, he already has 15 career postseason home runs. Let's say the Phillies have another run or two with him. They don't have to win the World Series, but maybe they do. Like, if he wins another World Series in a different spot and he ends with, like, 25 postseason home runs, he's he's going to go down as, like, one of the all-time big-game players ever. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because he's someone who is relatively famous for what he did with the Cubs right. and, and that whole run and, and obviously what he did in June with the Nationals last year. But you could argue this was his best season regular season-wise. Mm-hmm. He hit 46 home runs. It's the first time he's ever led the National League in any statistical category in, in his entire career. But you mentioned it. What he's done in October, time in and time out, it it, it, it makes for a very intriguing case because I, I think people think of him – at a, at a much higher level than probably what his actual production is. Yeah, he's famous, and he, he's, he's a winner, right? And if, so if he wins another world champion, if they win and he's a big part of it, I think he's going to have a weird case for the Hall of Fame one day, especially if he's got like 25 career playoff home runs. Rick is in Malvern. Hey, Rick. Hey, how's it going? Um, three quick topics. First of all, Schwarber, you know, I just think he's, his batting average is going to be so low. I don't see him making the Hall of Fame. Of course, that's easy to say. The fun thing is that it, that it's possible, I guess. Um, but why does he bat first? Because he's their best option to hit first. Who's a better option to hit first? Well, someone who hits better than two twelve and gets on base more. I mean, 90, uh, 92 RBIs with, what, 40, 
two homers or whatever it was. Right, but who is that, He's Rick? Little... Rick, the, I mean, who hits yeah. who hits better? Like, who's the like? We could say Bryce Harper's better, but they're not going to hit Harper first. Like, I, I don't know who their best no. option is besides Kyle Schwarber. Well, the Yankees hit Judge first, right? You know, so yeah. I mean, the, possible, I, but... they could do the Harper thing. It's not crazy, but yeah. other than Harper, they're all kind of flawed options. I mean, that's that's part yeah. of the issue here. That's true. So maybe uh, all right. So then, um, two other quick things. One is the Phillies. To me, obviously, we were all disappointed, and everybody, you know, we're from Philly, so we're annoyed that they struck out so much and did so poorly the last few games and everything else. But at the end, when you step back and look back. You know, Houston is just, is definitely a better team. Their pitching was unbelievable, and uh, they're just better right now. So let's just you know improve the team. I love your uh, shortstop ideas, and I think we'll be a lot better. And I think we got a championship on the horizon for sure. Yeah, Rick, I, but, they they certainly have yeah. a they certainly have a run in them. Hopefully, of another couple years of being a good team here. So the last thing I wanted to get your opinion on. So I was talking about this with my sons. So you know, you're watching a game like. The, the game, you know, game six, where he pulled Wheeler. And it's all analytics and spin rate and all kinds of crazy things. But what did what do you think the Astros wanted him to do at that point? Do you think they wanted to bring in the bullpen? Or do you think they wanted to um, continue to face, you know, Wheeler? And I think they were thrilled that we went to the bullpen. Um, when it's fourth and two from the two-yard line, I think most teams – hope that the other team kicks a field goal rather than the risk of them going for it. So I don't know if these, you know, I think that they, that a manager, I think, I think they need to think about that. Like what are the, you know, what does the other team wish that he would do? And I know that I think Houston in a million years, they definitely wanted them to pull Wheeler. They couldn't hit him. Yeah. So he hit a guy yeah. and he gave up a hit, you yeah. know? Rick, I think you're probably right on that. And if I am Rick, appreciate the phone call. If I had a guess, I would guess that the Astros felt the way Rick thought. Like they wished Wheeler, they were happy Wheeler came out of the game. But that, they'll put it that way. They, they didn't want to see him anymore. And they were actually more excited to see Alvarado, even though Alvarado, for the most part, has been, you know, an upper echelon reliever since June, right? He's been really good for the Phillies. They were probably happy. I, I just go back to this. There's a hundred little things that go into this. We could say analytics, lefty on lefty, spin rate, all these kind of things, you know, launch angle, velocity. I believe that decision by Rob Thompson was a symptom of the Phillies not hitting anymore. Because at that, it was runners are first and third. Am I right about that? It was a single, hit by pitch and single, right? Runners are first and third. If he left Wheeler in, I think there's a decent chance a run scores even if he gets out of the inning. The game is tied. By bringing in Alvarado, who's the Phillies' best strikeout pitcher when he's on, I believe Rob Thompson was trying to win a one nothing game. Saying, I don't know if my offense is going to score anymore. The Schwarber home run, that might be all we're getting. We're not getting many good swings. It hasn't been a good night offensively. It hasn't been a good three days offensively. I may only get one tonight. How do I win this game one nothing? And my better shot right now is Alvarado to get a strikeout against Alvarez. That's what I think. Is it flawed thinking? You could say it is. You could say it was. A, I certainly could say it was a mistake. But I think he managed to try to win that game one nothing because he didn't trust his offense. It's almost like in football when a, when a coach goes for it on fourth down because he didn't trust his defense. 
Like, why'd you go for that? Well, the game that, that was what the game was dictating. Well, that's, that's you saying in so many words, I don't think we can get a stop here. I got to keep my offense on the field. That's what that's the way I viewed it. It didn't work out. It's unfortunate. 215-592-9494. for Robert in Washington Township. Hey, Robert. Hey, just to add on to what you were saying. Yeah, I know when uh, Javier and Vasquez were pitching, I couldn't wait for them to come out. So, of course. You know, they were pitching shutout baseball like Wheeler, and I couldn't wait for them to come out. So that kind of, you know goes along with what you're saying about them wanting Wheeler out of the game. Yep. So, um, you know, there's so many, you know, so many moments and things in the game but, uh, that you would remember. But, you know, how you feel after the game and stuff, I think it was tempered a little bit because I saw some articles today talking about what we can do to improve. You know, I mean, it was a great run, and we had a lot of some things that happened, you know, decisions made by the other team, lucky things that happened, things to that effect. So, you know, we certainly want to get the team better. Uh, so it was kind of nice to see some of the options that we can see to improve the team, kind of looking forward as opposed to looking back. So that was kind of a, a nice little uh, reprieve from, you know, thinking about what has happened the last couple of games and getting that far. But we did get bonus baseball. I mean, how many, you know, we very rarely do you get a chance to be in, well, November, you know, obviously, uh, it's the first time for that, you know, going this deep. But how many times have we had as fans get to get to be that interested and engaged, you know, in our team this late in the season? So it's such a bonus. Oh, I mean, it's it's rare. I mean, Robert, it's it's obviously so rare around here. I mean, last time was 2009 that the season went this long. So um, it, it was awesome. And I, and I agree with you that it, even though it was disappointing, look forward. Like, I have a lot of pride in what this team accomplished. And it is exciting, the possibilities. that They could they could be better next year if they may, if they make the right decisions. I agree, and I like that they talk about you know they, uh, obviously Segur moving and stuff. You know, uh, you know, not being signed, he might come back in a lesser deal, but kind of makes me think that they might be looking at a uh, shortstop. And I, I was telling the uh, the producer that you know one of the things I took away from this after watching it, besides all the great moments and stuff, was you know that kid Bone played a really great hot corner with a lot of pressure in the pressure packed games, and he had been maligned all season about his defense at third base, and I thought he was excellent. Well, you know what, Robert? It's amazing because you think back to how bad he was at the beginning of the season. He was really bad, and he became more than passable. Not great, not perfect at third base, but I mean, I, I, it's, most points— They were still subbing him out at the end of games yeah. for Edmundo. At most points this season, I thought we'd be discussing how they had to get him off third base for 2023. How it was like it had to be the theme of the offseason. I don't think that's the theme anymore. My, my guess is they're going to roll it back and hope he makes another jump from where he jumped— you know, where he started the season and where he ended it to go from being, you know, he can make some good plays, not the worst player. Uh, and maybe he becomes an average third baseman. I don't know. I don't know how much better he'll, he will get, but he certainly should get, I think he's given them reason to hope they don't have to change his position. Yeah. I mean, think about how he fared in the postseason defensively and compared to the guy on the opposite end of the diamond. Right. right? I mean, Alec Bohm, I think he made that one error where, where he threw the ball and, uh, Stott dropped it, yep. trying to turn a double play. In San Diego, game one. Right, and that didn't cost him. They ended up winning. But compare that to Reese Hoskins, who had similar question marks about his defense, and he didn't answer them. There there are you know, three or four moments in this postseason right. you could point to Reese Hoskins' glove affecting the outcome of games and not in a positive way. Well, I mean, you can make the case that Alec Bowman proved more over the course of one season defensively than Reese Hoskins has improved in five years. He's the same player. I'm fascinated watching him play first base because I've never seen someone get so unbalanced when they stretch. It's almost like he's not supposed to, like he's going to break or something. Yeah, like he stretches before the ball even gets there. I mean, there was one, I think it was against the Braves. He they fell they down. threw it to first and he stretched so early. He just fell. 
He just fell over. And, like, <laughs> if he had not fallen over, he could have just picked the ball up and stepped on first and gotten the out, but instead he was stuck on his back. The weird thing is, he, in other aspects of the game, he doesn't strike me as an awful athlete. Like, he's not... He's not the greatest athlete, but he, like he's not overweight. He's not a, a horrendous base runner. He's not very fast, but it's not like you, you know what I mean. Like he's not a bad. He's not athlete. uncoordinated. No, it's it is fat. It's just it's weird that he's not you know built like Billy Butler, no, or or Daniel Vogelbach or you know a young Matt Adams, but he just can't play like he him and Anthony Rizzo are built pretty similarly. Right. And one guy has four gold gloves, and the other guy's destined to be a DH. Yeah, it's it is interesting. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you hop aboard here on this uh, Tuesday night as we uh, you know kind of get our get our feelings out one more time on this team uh, and the feeling you have right now a few days after the World Series ends. Mine is of pride, more pride than frustration. Tucker still feels the frustration that they lost this World Series. We'll come back and talk about the moves that have already happened. Aaron Nola. Zach Eflin, Gene Segura, who's staying, who's going. Big decisions for the Phillies here coming up over the next couple days and weeks in this offseason. That's all on the table. 215-592-9494. You're feeling right now more frustration or or the pride in this team. And give us your favorite moment here of the postseason run. We'll play the audio for you. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. We'll come back. Your phone calls on all that. 9 o'clock, great guest on the NFL and the Eagles on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Promo code Gilio. Look, FanDuel is all your favorite bets from the money line to points, price to player props. With live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started all on an app that's safe secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Sign up today. Promo code Gilio for your no-sweat-first bet. That's promo code Gilio. Make every moment more of this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.